Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Views from the Glass. Pretty excited about tonight's guest. Um, this guest I've known probably for about the last eight years, and I met him through hockey, believe it or not. Um, tonight I have on Terry Zimmerman. Hey Terry, how you doing? Hey Grant, good. How are you doing? Not too bad. So we met, what, back in 2012 when I started playing for the yep. Bears and you were kind of running the Bears, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it was me and Mikey. Yeah, you and Mikey, yep. And, uh, yeah, ever since that, you know, you've uh, you helped with the Bears and then I've had the chance to coach your youngest son and um, just um, interact with you through the organization. So um, appreciate doing this and thanks. No, thanks for having. I think you coached Lucas in uh, Coleman Cup and uh, even I think some some of the Fall Fire Up stuff too. Yeah, and I did. He play. He played on Hockey Factory one spring too, right? Yep. Yep. But that was yeah. That was the year I didn't travel because my daughter was born. Correct. Correct. Oh so, yeah, just practiced it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, how did your kids get involved with hockey? That's that's a long story. I I got involved in hockey back in uh, in the mid '90s. I didn't know anything about hockey, and uh, my wife was working with uh, Leslie Manowski, and she said, "Hey, come on out to one of these Bears games." So my husband Pete plays, so we went to one of the games, and uh, the uh, big 32 ounce beers were kind of intriguing. So we kind of just started hitting them every every weekend, and uh, about the middle, about early 2000s, we were going to a lot of games, and um, I was working at Quad, and and I wanted to give back a little bit, and I ran into um, actually one of the guys that was working for me, Ryan Blick, uh, was working on some of my accounts, and he was playing for the Bears at the time, and I didn't even know it. He ended up transferring up to Lamira, worked with me on some accounts, and things were getting tough, and uh, he got he wanted a job up in Lamira. We got him moved up to Lamira, and that was about oh, 2006, I'm going to say. Uh, Nationals rolled around that year, and I said, Ryan, hey, whatever happened to that mascot you had? Well, Ryan's like, oh, nobody wants to play him. So he somehow conned me into putting on <laughs> mascot costume. And from there, I was mascot for, geez, five, six years, I think. And and from there, and then general manager. And uh, and that, that was the start of it. Well, then when we had Lucas, 2007, that would have been, uh, Ryan was still working at Quad. And he says, bring me a kid out. I want to teach him how to skate. And I'm like, Ryan, he's two years old. He goes, no, that's a good, that's a good age to get him going. So Ryan would, you know, we'd start <laughs> skating Wednesday night before Bears practice on C rink. There was never anybody in the rink at the time. And, and um, he goes, let's sign him up for intro to skate. So we ended up signing him up and Ben up. And six months later, Ryan's offered the rink manager position. And that's how it's been since. Awesome. That's great. So before that though, no no hockey, just just kind of dove in head first, huh? Yeah, none at all. I I mean that, that first night I was to a Bears game was the first time I've ever seen hockey. Um, being out in the country, we, we had no exposure to it. On the east side of Fond du Lac, there were no rinks. Uh, we grew up if we skated, it was on the on the farm ponds once every four years when they were frozen, and uh, you made your own sticks and pucks, and just that that was it. That's awesome. <laughs> So I know we touched about on it a little bit in the intro, but um, what are some organization teams that um, your sons have got to be a part of? Well, uh, Lucas, we, I, I got the best of both worlds. Cause when Ben got into hockey, Ben was, 
um, that was all seven, oh eight, oh nine. It'd have been oh nine. Ben would have been eight, nine years old by then. And he wanted to skate. And, and Ben, you know, he's on the autism spectrum. Spectrum. He's, he's got Asperger's syndrome, and I said, it's not going to happen. Well, Ryan got working with him, and he had the kids skating. So I had I had a kid skating that was doing it for more therapy for the fun <laughs> factor. And then Lucas, he, he was a lot more serious about it when he started. So Lucas has been on all the Fond du Lac teams, um, hockey factory team. He's played junior bears. Uh, he was on a Coleman cup last year. And so he, he's really putting in effort to, he wants to be a, a good hockey player. So he puts in effort where Ben, we were there just, he just wanted to hang out with his friends and he thought this was the coolest thing in the world to, to play hockey. That's awesome. That, and you, you touched that, you know, he used it for a therapy, like, and did you guys think that helped him, you know, yeah, definitely a little bit? Yep. When Ben started skating, we, we actually sat down with the coaches. I think it was Nick Hatch at the time. And I said, you know, Nick, I, I don't even care if this kid ever touches the ice during a game. He, he loves being at practice and, and Nick's like, heck, he's going to play every every shift, every game that he's he's at. You know, he says, we're not going to sit him just because he's he's not good. And uh, Ben was actually really good at skating, uh, hand-eye coordination with the stick, not so good at. But, yeah, he played a lot and enjoyed it. So that, that was just a, a great, great outlet for him. That, that's awesome. That's really great. I mean, the game can provide so much for so many, and I think that's great about it. Yeah, and his now, teammates – were really good with him too. They knew they knew he had issues, and uh, they they really stepped it up around him too when he was skating. That's awesome. That just speaks volumes to the the kids and the organization yep. as well. Now your your younger son is a goalie, correct? Yep. So, what is that like being a goalie dad? It's I I got the benefit that I get to coach him, and. Mm -hmm. So the regular season isn't so bad, but when he starts playing this spring hockey Coleman cup and stuff like that, I hate it. I, you know, you're just, you feel all the anxiety for the kid and he doesn't feel it on the ice, but you just, you just cringe. It's tough being a goalie parent. Um, when I'm coaching, I don't worry about it so much because I got 13, 14 other kids to worry about. So I really don't pay that much of attention to what he's got going on back there. But when you got to sit and watch him for a whole game, it's, it's tough. It is. Do you uh, do you walk like period to period with them, like end to end with them, or do you kind of just stay in one spot? I kind of I used to stay behind the the net and just kind of watch him there. Just but now I just stay up in the stands with the regular parents just to take pressure off of him. He doesn't need any anybody standing behind him watching him, and he's he's more relaxed when I'm not around. And I I don't like to put pressure on him. That's the coach's job. You just stay away. Let the coaches do their job. Let them coach the kid. <laughs> That's great because I, I know like when I played goalie up until peewees, my mom would – she would follow me end to end and she would always just sit by herself and just be a nervous wreck. So I didn't know if that was kind of your style or if you were just a little oh, more cool. I, it, it was the first year that it's like, you know, I'm not helping him out. I'm not helping myself out. So just sit back, relax, and, and just enjoy the, enjoy watching the kids play. Absolutely. And that, you know, that's all we can do is just enjoy them, enjoy them. Right. And then um, wh what do you look for in a coach? You know, when, when you're not coaching your son, what are some qualities that you like to see in your coach? The kids we've had, we've been fortunate. We've had great coaches through the, the whole, 
the, all the years we've been there and we've been with the in the program for 12 10 12 years now actually 13 years um and each coach you get a little bit of you get a little bit of different different coaching style you get you get that hard-nosed coach that you know wants to coach discipline which is awesome um you get that coach that likes to have fun and, and all you got to do is take a little bit away from every coach like i said he's we've had all those coaches um i, I like the ones that make it enjoyable so the kids want to come back they want to you know you don't have to throw them in the car to get them to go to practice they're you get home they're ready to go they want to get to practice and um that's great, but also the discipline factor. Um, when Lucas was skating hockey factory with you guys, I think it was our first tournament in Detroit, he uh, conveniently forgot to tell me he was supposed to be at the rink an hour before the game. When we walked in half hour before the game, Ryan was pretty upset with him and made him clean the locker room. Um, since that's happened, that kid, hour and a half before any practice or any game, he's on me. Let's go, Dad. Let's go. Let's get to the rink. We gotta, you got to get going. So, you know, you need, you need a little bit of everything keep the kids in line absolutely and like I know with myself that's you know you, you touched on like making the kids want to come back every day and like that's the main focus and like, it's what you try to do but then at the same time sometimes you have to kind of be like all right guys it's all fun but we gotta we gotta be serious you know at times and I always look at it as, yeah, like hockey's a fun game and you want to instill that in kids but you're also teaching them some life lessons for for after yeah. hockey Definitely, definitely. I, I, I said, I, I tell some of my assistant coaches and the other guys when I was coaching, um, you walk into your locker room last year when you were coaching Coleman Cup, those kids came in, they sat down, they were ready to go. You walk mm -hmm. into some of these locker rooms like my regular peewee teams and those kids, you know, they're screwing around having fun. They're, they're not as serious and it's, you get, you gotta, you gotta know the kids, you gotta know what gets them motivated and, and why they're there. Uh, some of those C kids, they just want to be there to have fun there. They don't care if they win, lose. They just want to hang out with their buddies and have a good time playing hockey. And I think that's what a lot of it's about. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you got the kids that are serious. They, you know, they get there hour before they sit down, they got their game face on and it's all about the game. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I know one thing I, I constantly am struggling with is taking, you know, 12 kids and trying to adapt to all their personalities and the way they learn and the way you, they motivate them. And I'm sure you can relate to this too, is when you coach is, you know, it, that's, I think that the hardest thing is try to adapt to all 12 kids yeah. and figure out what motivates them. Yeah. Some of the, the best coaches, like I said, the best coaches he's had are, and I give you and you and Rex a lot of credit because you guys don't have any skin in the game. Your, your, your kids aren't involved and you guys showed up and coached, which was great. Um, Troy Burgess has got it brings a good coaching style. He's mellow, but he gets the most out of the kids. Um, but like I said, it means a lot when you got guys like you and Rex showing up and helping these kids out in practice. And for just for the reason that you guys love the game and you're there, that that I and mean, the kids see that, you know, they're like, well, who's who's the apparent of? He's not easier to help you guys. And that goes a long way with the kids too when they see stuff like that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um I know we kind of you kind of touched on it, but um, what what's what's one coach that your son has really enjoyed playing for or being coached by? I would say it's you and you and Rex with the Coleman Cup team last year. I mean, he he really enjoyed that, and for the first time in his hockey career, when we got done with the Coleman Cup, he looked at me. He's like, "Dad, I really got to step it up if I want to be on this team next year." 
And I think that kind of, that was the point where he changed from um, being a recreational, having fun type hockey player to, yeah, I want to have fun, but I also want to be very competitive. So that, that was good to see you guys brought that out in him last year. Awesome. Glad, glad, I mean, glad we could, could do that. I mean, and he was, he was a pleasure to have on the bench and, you know, in that and um, you know, that Coleman cup, that was a special team. Like, I know we fell short in the championship game, but like that was a good group of kids and a very talented group of kids. And I wish, you know, this year we would have had the chance to um, do it again and, you know, try to take a run at the championship again. But yeah. And I think, when you play in Coleman cup like that for some kids, that is like that switch to be like, okay, I'm, you know, Wee's now going to be in Bantams. And I, one of my coaches in Bantams told me when I was 14, that this is when hockey becomes more than just fun. Like this is when it becomes serious because after this is high school. And, yep. and I think kids are, are starting to learn that a little younger, maybe in Wee's and, you know, it's something I always kind of struggle with is, you know, do we want them to take it super serious or do we want them to have fun? And I think, you know, you said Lucas found that balance of both. And I think that's great. Yep. You got to keep that balance. Absolutely. But I know that's, that's something that always stuck with me from Bantams when that coach told me that, you know, this is when hockey becomes, you know, serious now. It's just not about having fun. So that's awesome that Lucas, you know, has started to do that and build that. And that's, I, I love that. It's great. Yeah, he, uh, it, it started probably that first year he was on Hockey Factory. They went out to Detroit, and uh, um, he was backup goalie that year. And uh, he was nervous about getting in a couple games, and he got into some games and played really well. And I think that's when the light bulb went on. It's like, hey, I can, I can play with some of these, these better kids. Because he's always been a, a B or C skater. You know, we've Fond du Lac fortune, fortunately has a wealth of, uh, of goalie talent. Um, and that age group that Lucas is in is, is, is got a lot of talent, but I give those kids a lot of credit. I mean, we had, uh, Logan, Logan Hughes was one, and then we got Spencer Schober and Lucas, three kids all within a year apart. And, uh, in my opinion, three really good goalies. Logan's playing for the gambler. Spencer's one of the top goalies in the state. And you got Lucas who's follows them. But the thing that those three always did was they always helped each other. You know, it was never a competition between those three. It was always at practice. And when they were, whether they were squirts, a, a, B and C squirts practicing together, they were always showing each other different things, helping each other out in the locker room, helping each other on the ice, which I think helped all three of those kids progress. And, and I think that's why we're, we're sitting as good as we are right now with that, that type of talent. The kids never had a competition. It was always uh what do I got to help this kid? How do I help this kid get better? Absolutely. And like, just to touch on that, like coaching like Spencer and Lucas on a couple of teams, like I've always noticed those two when they're together on the ice. Yeah. They never seem to be competing against each other. They're always trying to help each other and get better. And I think that's great. And it, it just speaks characters, you know, it speaks about both of their characters and like they're, they are just great kids and yeah, you know, it's awesome to see. And that's, you know, so you look at some of the, the best players that have come through that Fond du Lac program. Those were the types of kids they were. They, were, they weren't always competing. They were there to help everybody around them get better. Absolutely. And, like, that's just great. And, I, you know, I can't say enough good things about that. That's awesome. All right. You've been a part of a lot of different teams. Um, 
what are some cool things that you guys have, have done as teams to bond? You know, you as being a coach, have you done anything special to help your teams bond? Yeah, I mean, we do the, the standard, you know, we'll hang out at the bowling alley in between tournament games. But I think the biggest thing that I've seen that gets these kids bonding is get them in an early tournament and just let them hang out in the hotel room together. Let them run the halls, play shinny, um, go swimming in the pool. You know, we never had a policy where the kids weren't allowed to swim. And, and in fact, with us coaching with Jerry, we actually saw that as helping the kids out, you know, they, screwing around in the pool, having fun with each other. And I think that's probably some of the coolest stuff I've seen with these kids is, is how much they get along off the ice, which really helps them melt, uh, blend together while they're on the ice. Absolutely. And like the hotel, I think is a huge bonding experience for teams, especially, you know, like in the spring tournaments, you know, spring teams, when you go to that, that first spring tournament, I think that, that's when you really see all the kids come together. You know, they've had practice for a couple of weeks together and they're, you can see them there. They're starting to get to know each other and, and bond, but then you come back after that tournament and that next practice is like a whole nother group of kids. Like, yeah. yeah. Once you see it, it's like the light bulb went on. Absolutely. And you know, yeah. Like I, I think a tournament early travel like that, that is a good bonding experience. So. Yep. Definitely. Always good. Um, what kind of parents are you when you are in the stands? Um, I, you know, in the spring, I try to just let, let the kids take care of the coaches are out there. They're, they're in charge of the kids, let the kids and the coaches take care of it. I, you know, you, you get your emotions run high, but then at the, at the other end of the spectrum, they're not going to hear you. They're not going to listen to you. They're, they're in, the coaches are in charge of the kids. So I just kind of back off, let them do their own little thing. Um, we get in the car on the way home, a couple questions, and that's it. The game's over, you know. And and um, I tell Lucas, you got problems with stuff that happened on the ice with whatever you talk to the coach about it. Don't don't talk to me. I mean, it's it's between you and the coach. And he's he's had very good coaches that you know you can talk to, and uh, they can explain why they made this decision, why they made that choice, and it's it's great. It teaches the kid not to go to your parents when you got issues. Go to the person that is in charge and, and work it out with them. Yeah. Like that's, it's really good that you said that, especially as players get older, I think it is good to give them a little ownership, Yep. you know, and for them to take responsibility and ask, especially as, like I said, as you get older, I mean, I understand when you're in cross ice and squirts, you know, you know, the parents are involved there, but I mean, as they get older, yep. Like you said, you can give them a little more of a leash and they're, they're responsible enough to go ask the coach. So that's great. Yeah, you get home if you want your equipment dry, unload it, get it in the closet, get the fans going on it. If not, it's not up to me. It's up to you. You're responsible for your equipment. You're responsible for being in the rink on time. It's all all your responsibility. I'm just a chauffeur. <laughs> chauffeur Terry. Um, as a parent, what what are some qualities? that you never mind sorry you already answered that um, what are some behaviors um you have seen in the stands from other parents that you just can't believe uh you bet you, you've seen it you, you know you hear the yelling the screaming uh being on the bench some of the things that frustrated me the most is you'd work on something in practice um the kids would have it and you'd get to the game and 
that's totally different. And when you talk to them, well, my parents told me to try this and try that. And um, it, 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 you got to run that fine line between what your parents are telling you and what you want to see from the kids. Um, you, you see, you see a lot of the, like, like I was talking to some of my kids, can you hear your parents? They said, no, we can't. We never even hear our parents when we're on the ice. They don't, they tune it out, you know, and, and the parents get, they, they get pretty loud and, and rowdy. I, I used to get loud and rowdy and it's just, uh, it's, they don't hear it. They don't even know what's going on. So, um, and, and that's, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I always love when you coach, you know, on the stands or on the other side of the, the rink and the parents are yelling, you know, at their kid to shoot it or pass it. And you're like, they, they can't hear you guys. Like we can barely yeah. hear you on the other side. Like, like the only thing you're doing is you're hearing yourself talk for the most part. So you know, sometimes I just want to tell parents, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the game. And, you know, because these, these moments aren't going to last forever. So just enjoy it. Yeah, we had uh, – it was you – now you bring that up. It's, it's kind of funny. We had a game uh, this year. We were up by a goal. Uh, I knew the other team was going to pull the goalie. They pulled the goalie, and we had a timeout right before they pulled the goalie. And I told the kids, all right, here's the deal. If they're going to pull the goalie, I don't want anybody shooting at that empty net. I said, you get that puck on your stick. I want it skated down the ice. Once you get in the zone, you can fire it. But I said, if you're shooting at that net and you miss it, we get an icing, it's coming all the way back down. And sure enough, 30 seconds to go, one of our kids gets the puck on his stick and our uh, parents are just screaming at him, shoot it, shoot it. And he just takes off up the ice, blew about 15 seconds off the, off the, off the clock, dumped the puck, came back, and, and the game was over. And I'm like, holy cow, they – they're actually listening, you know, they, but, and then the parents were like, why weren't you shooting the puck? Why weren't you shooting the puck? And the kids were like, Hey, you know, coach said, no, we're good. We're going to burn clock. We're not shooting the puck. So yeah, they, they hear it, but they don't hear it. Yeah. It's always good when it works out and they listen to you. Right. Yeah, definitely. All right, Terry, I got one last question for you. Um, what are uh, some of the best memories you've had with hockey with both your boys? I, I think it's just seeing them progress, the progression, the, um, the, the love of the game they have. Um, like I said, Lucas, you're at that point now. He, he wants to be at the rink all the time. And you're, you're the one that's got to put the reins on it and say, hey, you know, we don't have time to be at the rink. And um and the friendships they made I mean you look at the friendships hockey's hockey's a small knit community and and the friendships you make on and off the ice are just amazing I mean it it leads to so much job opportunities and and you name it and um that that's some of the memories for me is just just the people the people are it's a it's a good close tight-knit family and the and the people are amazing yeah, it's, it's very true. You meet a lot of people along the way that, you know, you might run into them once at a rink and then five years later you run into them at the rink and, then, you know, the, you're playing with them every weekend or every, you know, every weekend and they've just become your best friend or your kid's best friend and you never saw that coming. So it's yeah, it yeah. Back when we were on the Bears, I mean, the guys that you were playing with 18, 19, 20-year-old kids and now they're, 27, 28, 30 years old, couple kids coaching. Um, it's, it's just neat to watch, watch that group, the people grow up and just to see all that. I mean, we made a lot of good friends when we were, we were with the bears and, and uh, it led to a lot of things. And in fact, that's, you know, that's why 
I got two kids playing hockey right now, which is, which is pretty amazing. And, but you said you, the people you meet at the rink are just amazing. Yeah, it is so true. Well, Terry, that is all the questions I have for you. I appreciate you coming on and doing this with me. Th thanks for having me. Um, really appreciate it. Um, it's, I've, I've really enjoyed watching all the interviews with that you Ryan Rex have been doing. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. Something, something to do other than sit and watch TV at this the way the times are right now. All right. Yeah, very true. Well, thanks, Terry. Okay, thanks, Grant.